Welcome back to the Sleepaway Great Debate Show. I'm Sheehan, and boy, oh boy, what a topsy-turvy week it's been in the NFL. Just when you thought we'd seen it all, Josh Allen and Josh Allen lived out the Spider-Man pointing meme. Von Millerless Denver morally shut out the Cowboys, and Aaron Rodgers put his career in jeopardy. See what I did there. <laughs> Midst the chaos, my guest tonight is the founder and CEO of Sleepaway and 32-Bit. That makes him my boss, and if I'm not on the show next week, you'll know why. Prophet Hoos, thanks for joining me at the podium. Thanks for having me, Shan. Great show you got here. I love listening to you every week. Uh, it's it's a joy to be here. Wonderful. Well, I'm very excited to have you on the show. And obviously, waivers, uh, by the time this comes out, will have probably run. So you're probably safe to say. Who are you targeting this week? Uh, it's it, There's a lot of good names out there. Um, guy, you know, we're two of the guys we're going to talk about, definitely guys um, I'm, I'm looking at. Um, Darius Johnson, Stephanie, you know, with Chubb uh, possibly missing time, um, you know, uh, Peoples Jones, if you know, uh, if he's if he's out there uh, in some of the leagues I'm in, you know, definitely looking for him. I, I I've been looking at Dante Foreman um, as well. I think he's kind of a sneaky pickup. Um, he had five uh, rushes for 29 yards. Uh, he didn't, he didn't have any targets in that game, but none of the guys really got much work. And I think he looked the best, you know, he had the best cuts. Um, he was able to actually move some players. (laughs) He's being moved some dudes. (laughs) So, I mean, Dante Foreman's had some hype around him coming up. I mean, now he's healthy, you know, it, it, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, it's quite opportunity, um, there probably it's going to be quite a mess, but um, you, you'd hope in the next couple of games they sh- you know shake out, find a guy. Um, so speculative ad on on Dante Foreman right now. Yeah, Foreman's always looked good when he's got the chance, but he's just struggled to stay on the park. And hopefully, if he uh, he can, I think you're right. He did look the best, and he's got a record of outperforming those uh, others in the backfield around him wherever he's been. Uh, I quite like Logan Thomas, uh, the Washington football team, just coming off oh, their yeah, bye. Right. He's, he's been back. an IR. They have the softest schedule in the playoffs. The little teaser for the uh, Sleepwire show this week. That's the softest tight end schedule uh, in the playoffs. And um, I think as the squeeze has come on with with COVID or uh, or II players, Thomas might have ended up on your waiver wire, and he he'd be one that I think can be that locked and loaded tight end for the back end of the uh, the season as we we run up to the playoffs. For sure, yeah, I, I, I like the call. Uh, Ty Johnson is another guy if you're looking for running back if he's out there. Um, it looks like they're pretty much splitting um, most of the work. Um, and if even if they're not, you know, Ty Johnson, Ty Johnson only got, uh, I want to say he got six touches last week, but he still ended up uh, with, um, I believe, 10 fantasy points or so. So um, you, you'd like to see more from him. But in the last game, he had 19 points. Uh, the week before, he had 13, depending on the format you were playing in, to PPR. Um, but yeah, he's he, he's another speculative ad um, guy that's probably not getting much attention. Um, but I, I bet he's probably starting to get it now. Yep, I've been a big uh, Ty Johnson guy all season. He's not to be confused with one of the guys we're talking about tonight, and that's Tampa no. Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Tyler Johnson as opposed to Jets running back Ty Johnson. We are, however, still talking about the Jets because we'll be talking about Elijah Moore as well. In case you're confused... Uh, by that roundabout intro, 
we'll get into that as we go. So as always, same format. Each of us will have two minutes to make the case for our player, followed by a minute of rebuttal. At the end of the debates, we'll cover any additional thoughts. And as always, this season we have the challenge flag. Each of us can throw our challenge flag once during the other person's time. Your challenge must be in the form of a question, can't be in the first 30 seconds of the other person's spiel. I'll be making the case for Elijah Moore, but who's you're going to start by telling us why Tyler, two presidents Johnson, should be on <laughs> our rosters after waivers run this week? Yeah, well, we already got, you know, some memes going with the, you know, with the Josh Allen. And why not with Tyler Johnson, right? Tyler Johnson, despite two catches, 16 yards, Johnson played 67% of the Bucks offensive snaps. I was hired in uh, Antonio Brown um, all season. Uh, that was week seven. Johnson, the next week, which was last week, uh, uh, Johnson secured five or six targets, 65 yards. Um, I was thinking in the Bucks loss uh, against the Saints, but he looked good. He had a really nice nice nasty you know if you're into colloquialism like really <laughs> nice grab um and this is his second year I, I think he's heating up right now he was second in receptions in that game second in uh, receiving yards and targets uh behind uh chris uh godwin uh tom brady on him on tj he said tyler has done a good job but um everyone's had a lot of confidence in tyler he has a he has a good job out there whenever he gets a chance, and he's made a bunch of uh, plays and games. It's certainly not too big for him of, of the opportunity. Um, he's he's getting better. Uh, he says they're all getting better, and Tyler Johnson's definitely getting better. Uh, coaches on Tyler Johnson, a lot of a lot of big third down catches for us last year. A lot of big plays for us last year when he was certainly in tough situations. He doesn't shy away from the moment. He's He's the guy, you know, and he looks like the guy. And, and the opportunity could be in front of him next uh, year, uh, but there's certainly opportunity in front of him right now. Antonio Brown, uh, you know, he's obviously missed some some games, and Tyler Johnson's a sneaky ad right now. And even for if you factor in DFS, you know, he's only 3,300 on DraftKings. If you play in Dynasty, I mean, he's 23 years old. Uh, you know, again, you know, next year I think he's, he could be in line for a third-year breakout, um, you know, with possibly no Antonio Brown. But I think you're going to see signs of, of him flashing, you know, kind of like he did last year. Uh, he's got that big playability. He averaged over 20 to catch against NFL's better teams um, <laughs> in week six versus the Rams, um, where he had three for 63. So, I mean, he, this is all small stuff, but, I mean, he's in one of the best, you know, offenses in 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 the league, I mean, when you when you're picking up a guy, you want you want a guy that has the best quarterback. And when I'm playing a guy, that's usually how I'm deciphering. Okay, well, who am I playing? These guys are all the same. Who has the best quarterback out of those guys? And that might be my little nail in the coffin. And even if the guy doesn't really go out there and perform as well, the the, the sense of it, I think, makes good sense. Uh, and Tyler Johnson, I mean, he's he's certainly. Um, you know, he's got the opportunity for him. I, I think he's a, a great play this week. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my take on Tyler. Um, certainly going to be a little bit cheaper than 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 uh, than Elijah Moore. I mean, Elijah Moore is, you know, I'm not going to have much bad to say about Elijah Moore, but th th <laughs> that would definitely be one of them. You know, he's you're going to have to spend a lot of money 
uh, on on Elijah Moore, Elijah Fab, and um, with Tyler Johnson, you might be able to just dollar bid, might might zero bid on him. I don't think anybody's really on him other than some of the smarter, you know, savvy people that's delivering this stuff to you. Or if you're just, you know, in a deeper league and you need a guy, uh, maybe he's on your radar, but he should be on your radar. Just in under the two-minute marker there. Well, Ty- <laughs> Tyler Johnson, the argument is simple for me. How can you trust him? We don't know whether it's going to be his week. The Bucks are famously unpredictable. You know, he's even more famously unpredictable than the Bucks. It's Tom Brady. We've seen Edelman, Wes Welker, Randy Moss get frozen out over the years. I mean, what's going to happen with Tyler Johnson? He's unlikely to see any red zone targets, and that's where you make your money in fantasy football. He's had three on the season. He had one in week three, one in week four, one in week five. To me, that caps his upside. You've got Mike Evans there, one of the best red zone receivers we've ever seen. You've got Chris Godwin, who's an excellent receiver. You've got Gronk. You've got Cameron Brait. Gio Bernard, Leonard Fournette, the list goes on and Tyler Johnson's at the back of it. this point in the season, we want people who are either reliable bi-week fill-ins who won't shit the bed, people who might have rest-of-season value. I don't really see Tyler Johnson having either, to be honest. When AB and Gronk are fit, he's going to be even further back in that pecking order. So to me, he feels like a guy you pick up, sits on your bench for a couple of weeks, and you drop him for a handcuff or someone with higher upside because he's never going to start in your team. I'm going to pause the clock here for a second, though, and say I totally agree with picking up in Dynasty if he's on your waivers, though. We can get to that at the end. But if you're not going for Tyler Johnson, why not go for Elijah Moore? After flashing his ability most games this season, he announced himself on Thursday night football with two touchdowns, 84 yards against the Colts. Check out his highlights from the game. See how wide open he is thanks to his speed and route running. Yes, there's busted coverage on that first touchdown, but he is wide open every single time he gets the ball. Moore was horribly efficient through the first five games, but still saw 26 targets. That's pretty good for a rookie. Good news, though, you don't lose points for points he didn't score from you early in the season. We do like to see that opportunity. 26 targets is fantastic. He scored his first NFL touchdown, scything 19-yard run against New England a couple of weeks ago, showed his ability after the catch, make good players miss in the open field. That's exciting. Last two games, he had 13 catches on 14 targets for 151 yards and two touchdowns. The Jets are bad at football. So whether they have Jersey Mike White under center, whether they have Zach Wilson, whether they have Josh Johnson, whether they have old Joe Flaccid under center, their two best options to move the football and score points are going to be Michael Carter and Elijah Moore. Yes, the Jets are bad. They're not out of it. This AFC race is wide open at the moment. And if the Jets can get on a bit of a run, who knows what could happen. I genuinely think Elijah Moore is a weak is a league winner over the back half of the year because the Jets are either going to be trying to play catch-up or they'll be able to move the ball. Both of those are good for Elijah Moore. Play the Bills this week, likely to be playing catch-up, good for Elijah Moore, then Miami and Houston. His playoff run is the Florida Gauntlet, Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, all of whom are bottom 10 against receivers this year. Corey Davis is due back from injury this week. That's nice for us. Takes attention away from Moore. Drives that uh, the eye of the number one corner gets the defense planning for him. But Elijah Moore is still going to be open there. Moore was why wide receiver three in this rookie class behind Jamar Chase, Rashad Bate. My pre-draft comparison for him was Antonio Brown. That's how good I think he can be. You just watch him play. This guy is special. Why wouldn't you want that on your team? So I said, you're looking for people who either won't shit the bed or are going to win you weeks down the stretch, whether they're going to have value rest of season. I think this is Elijah or if you liked Kadarius Tony, that's this guy. If you liked Rondale Moore, that's this guy. It's perfect.
perfect opportunity. And also worth noting before I cede my time here, which I've gone over as well, he has two receiving touchdowns on the season, one rushing touchdown. All of them have been for 19 yards. I think that's just interesting. Very interesting. Very good. Very good. Very good, sir. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have too much bad stuff to say about Elijah Moore. Like you're not gonna hear me out here slandering Elijah Moore. I'm not gonna do it. I mean, he's got he's got Buffalo, you know, this week. That's the only thing I'll say. You know, uh Corey Davis, <laughs> I don't know. You know, like we don't know who Mike White, if Mike White is the guy to support two guys, you know, uh, I don't know. We haven't seen it consistently from him. He looked good. And then, you know, the quarterback, the backup quarterback, you know, looks good as well. You know, um, so, you know, the veteran back there, Johnson, I believe. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, you're banking on, you know, right now, you know, that, that, that health of Corey Davis. And we haven't really seen them um, both, I feel like, on this field consistently together. I mean, they, he had one game, I think, the way he played. I think he had the, that was a 10-point game where he had he hadn't had to explode to a game like he did this week. We had eight targets, but again, he does have a great schedule ahead of him. Certainly love that uh, playoff schedule. Um, it's tough for me to sit here and, and poke things at Elijah Moore. I mean, I you know, you, you, <laughs> you gave me the players. Um, I pivoted on one of them. Um, we, you know, which we had, who was the other player we had? It's, uh, your boy, Olamide Zacchaeus. Yes, 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 yes. It was, it was, it was my boy Zacchaeus. Um, I just thought Tyler Johnson would be a little bit more fun. Um, I, I, I do love Zacchaeus. It would have been nice to talk about him. Certainly not either one of these guys can, you know, get up there with, uh, <laughs> Elijah Moore. I mean, he's, he's exploding for you. I think he certainly has an opportunity to finish, um, right there jockeying with possibly Waddle for that number two receiver at the boat by the end of the season. I don't know who's catching chase, um, but I don't know. Yeah. Their schedule is tough. So we might, we might be able to see it. You know, we've seen stranger things. Um, and, and he's, he's definitely a talented guy. Things could come all together for him. So um, I, I, I wanted to do you the favor of not giving you the guy, the the unsexy guy this week. You're usually, <laughs> I really appreciate you it. usually get the guy that the leftover guy usually would have been doing to KS this week. Uh, so I wanted to take uh, Tyler Johnson um, and, and let you get the sexy guy. Well, I appreciate that. Any opportunity for me to talk about Elijah Moore is, <laughs> is a good one. I, I think you hit the nail on the head in, I guess, this week's argument between the two players. And one of those is you could probably get a, a $1 bid or a $2 bid and get uh, Tyler Johnson or Elijah Moore, who in one of my leagues went for 25 bucks last week. And I put in a, a lower bid than that, thinking I would be right. uh, a week early on the hype and was was a week late. Or, or either that or someone listens to the podcast. Because <laughs> um, Probably. I really think he's maybe the last league winner we'll see this year. At the receiver position, we might see a, an emergence of a tight end or a running back handcuff come to the fore over the stretch. But I think more might be the last real league winner we see. Um, yeah, how about Pat Fryermuth, right? Yep, 100%. Fryermuth, uh, 
has, has looked the goods. I've been a big fan of his all season as well. So, sure. you know, talked about Logan Thomas off the top being a potential mid-season league winner. So that's, you know, they're, they're exciting pickups. Um, you know, you're a, you're a zero RB guy, so I'm sure you'll uh, you'll be scouring the uh, <laughs> yeah. the waiver wire for any. Uh, yeah, I'm any, grabbing Eno Benjamin. I'm, I'm salivating on Eno on Eno Benjamin right now on the yep. leagues I don't have him on, but I have him in quite a bit just because, as you said, you know I am a zero RB guy, and um, I was able to get you know Eno in a lot of leagues. Um, you know, I, I got a lot of these these guys that. Unfortunately, you know, guys get injured. You know, I'm not out here a zero RB guy toting, oh, forget the top running backs. I like the top running backs. The problem is running backs just get injured. That's that's yep. my that's the reason why I'm a zero RB guy. It's not that I don't like top running backs. I would love to have top running backs. I just don't believe that they're going to last throughout the season. You know, like maybe you get three or four that do, that are, you know, the top ones that you drafted early and they don't miss any time. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's football, you know, these guys are big, you know, and, uh, people that they're just running into, you know, it's tough on play after play after play, you know, there's the toughest position I think on a player, uh, is, is a running back. So, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, Benjamin, uh, if Jordan Howard's out there to Ernest Johnson, uh, your boy Brandon Bolden. If you if you're in a pinch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson if he's out there, right? Um, and Dante Foreman, you know, is definitely a another sneaky guy. I, I think you can possibly look at. Um, and then obviously, oof, if 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 Kamara's missing any time, Mark Ingram, that you know, it could be a big yeah. one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I um. For those of you who listened to the Sunday show a couple of weeks ago, you know that Brandon Bolden is my least favorite NFL player, possibly of all time. Um, but I am coming around to his value this week. I think if Harrison Stevenson look like missing time, then it's going to be the Brandon Bolden, JJ Taylor show. Uh, but I, I really like Bolden given he does a bit of everything uh, at the fantasy position. So if I need to, I'll put aside my biases there and and scoop him up. I will um, I'll put you on the spot in, in a sense here and say that we saw Zacchaeus as the breakout or the the preeminent um, wide receiver for the Falcons last week. Russell Gage, I suppose the notional one with Calvin Ridley still missing, and uh, Tajay Sharp having a bit of a, a quiet week after being the, the notional one uh, the week before. Are you prepared to to pin your colours to the mast of anyone here, or is it, is it Zacchaeus in the field for you? Uh, like between the Falcons receivers. Yeah, if you uh, if you had to pick one rest of season, let's say. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, Zacchaeus is. You know, he's he's um, I loved him. You know, up up to you. Know, I I like talking about guys until other people start talking about guys, and I'm like, oh, I'm done <laughs> with you. You know, <laughs> so um, here we are talking about Zacchaeus. You know, uh. You heard me two years ago talking about Zacchaeus, you know, when he first came in, you know, hoping they did. But now he's got opportunity in front of him. Um, I'm just worried. Um, first off, the, the rest of the season schedule is terrible. Yeah. Um, and then Matt Ryan, it's Matt Ryan, you know. So it's like, how are you feeling comfortable starting him outside of this week? Probably not. Week 12, yes. Aside from that, um, 
I do love him. I love that he's getting this opportunity. Uh, I want to see what he does next year. You know, I want to see what he does next year. Um, uh, you know, I feel like we're already at that point in the dynasty season where uh, if you're in it, you're in it right now. If if not, you're pivoting. You're you're trying to, you know, get thirds and fourths for for Devontae Booker right now. You know, like whatever you can get. You know, just to improve on your end while the guys are chasing the ship. But, um, yep. Zacchaeus is definitely one of those guys that I want and I'm targeting. Um, Tyler Johnson is another guy and Elijah Moore, obviously you don't have to pay up for him. If, if you don't have him on your team now, um, if you're in a dynasty, but in redraft, uh, yeah, even, even still, you know, as, as, as you said earlier, dropping 25 bucks, you know, that's, that's it's quite a bit, um, yep. on a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was a surprise. It was uh, Scott Fishbowl actually. Uh, which oh been, yeah, well, yeah, I guess it doesn't surprise us. I guess that that much. I mean, these these bowls are really competitive. I was actually able to snag um, really really late. I think it was like a Friday or even Saturday. I picked up Jordan Howard off of waivers, and yep. um, who was it else? I think like, uh, another guy. I feel like my Scott Fishbowl league gets in like super active on waivers. Um, but then there are some leagues that are just like insane. You know, they've got their chats going. Um, I was in one last year where, you know, we've had, it was Thundercats. We had a great chat going. Guys were active every week in their shit talk, all of it, the works. Uh, but um, yeah, definitely a good time. How, so how's your, how's your Fishbowl going? Um. I started like a German band, and I'm I'm finishing like a German army. Sadly, I would, I think I'm I think I'm five and four, having started off four and one. But um, right, it's been it's so nice, injury yeah. after injury. Um, yeah. The wheels have fallen off. Darnold, uh, I Prescott obviously missing a couple of games. Henry Ruggs was a linchpin of my receiver core after um, Juju went out as well. So the, I've, I've got the bones of a decent team, but they just haven't been. To, able to uh, to all get on the field and perform uh, at the same level but uh, you know it's all part of the experience I've got to say I'm not in quite a I'm not in, in an active league if you like or a, a trash talking league but um, that's exciting to be part of and, and an honour just to be invited absolutely yeah absolutely it's a great league to be a part of every year uh, I think it's my fourth season now uh, always an honour whenever you get the email because it's never you know it's nothing guaranteed you know now that I've met Scott, you know, I'd feel really offended if, if I was there last year, <laughs> next year, <laughs> like, oh, maybe, you know, like he didn't like something about you know, whatever. So <laughs> like I didn't get invited. Uh, but yeah, man, this is, um, this is, it's been a wild season. Um, and that's why we're here talking about these players, you know, these, these Tyler Johnson's, uh, why you're not being able to start your Antonio Browns and, um, you know, your studs, you know, that's just been doing it for you all season, banked up or quarterback play. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a wild season. It's fantasy football, you know, so. It's, it's what makes it interesting. It's what makes fantasy football fun. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be fun if the best team on draft day won, if, if there weren't any injuries, if there weren't 
you know, uh, Jacksonville upsetting the Bills and, you know, circling back to Scott Fishbowl. I started Tyrod Taylor and um, Dak Prescott as my quarterbacks this week. I finished with negative points at the quarterback position. Oof. Could have been worse. I could have started Sam Darnold who ended up with minus 16 and a half. Wow. So, yeah, I saw you know, that. The, That's the, crazy. The, the lows make the highs even more enjoyable, I think, and uh, – you know that's that's part of the the fun and frustration of fantasy football, but yeah, that's why shows time. like Sleepaway exist to make it more fun for you. Because uh, hopefully we can help you get some wins on the board as well. Absolutely, and if not, at least we're entertaining. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> with with that, thank you for joining me. And uh, could you tell the good people where they can stay up to date with all the awesome stuff that you are part of? Yeah, I mean, just just follow these amazing people, you know, like Shan, you know, um, you f- you find me retweeting these these clever guys stuff, these amazing people, um, you know, I, you point to me, I'm gonna just point to everybody else around me, you know, they're just um, astonishing, just uh, the, the amount of cast of just great content creators and just people. Uh, just great people. Um, it's great. You can find me over, you know, at uh, Profit. Who's one of my Who's the Profit? Yeah, at Who's the Profit on on Twitter, um, and uh, Profit Who's on Sleeper, pushing stuff. Um, I'm not out there banning most of you, so don't DM me asking me why you got banned. I don't have you know much time to go on there and ban you. Uh, I'm just pushing most of the stuff. Uh, you know, that's that's it. That's, that's what I'm there for. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's other than that, you know, sleeper wire, 32 bit. You know, it's a lot going on, man. It's 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 a great time. Excited, you know. This is, you know, I, I, I try not to. I don't want to talk too much because there's a lot of stuff on the horizon. We're at about 22 percent loading. You know, we're at 22.3. You know, possibly by tomorrow or something, by the end of the week. You know, by the end of the, you know, we'll, we'll see. Just keep your eyes on it. Keep your eyes on everything. It's a lot going on. Um, pay attention to Sleeper Wire uh, show Twitter. A lot of stuff that's coming out there. Thirty uh, two bit uh, YouTube's on both. You know, check us out on the Patreon if you appreciate. If you listen to anything that that we're doing and you appreciate anything that we're doing. Uh, we appreciate if you could do anything for us over on Patreon. We got a ton of great guys turning out articles every week for you um, nonstop, man. And it's some really clever, great shit over there, man. Just um, go over there. It's free content right now. I mean, you know, Sleeper Wire is a 501c. We're, we're a charity. You know, so if you appreciate anything we do, uh, we definitely appreciate a buck or anything. Um, so, yeah, definitely go over to the Patreon head over to the Sleeper Wire website uh, and sign up for Patreon. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. Yeah. If you haven't uh, checked out 32-bit yet, definitely get across onto uh, YouTube, get across onto Twitter. That's uh, the number 30, then T-W-O-B-I-T. Yes. yes. If you like, a lot of the guests that we've had on so far this season have been part of the 32-bit family. So if you liked Michael F. Florio, you can go on, listen to him and his wife talk about TV shows. If you liked Laquan Jones from earlier in the season, he's, as far as I'm concerned, got the second best collection of Hawaiian shirts in the world after me. <laughs> um, but just an awesome dude, really engaging and great content, great fantasy advice as well. So 
get on there, find out what we're doing because it's uh, it's exciting getting on the ground floor. This is like getting in, uh, buying Bitcoin when it was just neckbeards in their mum's basement as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, we've, and we've got NFTs too, you know, go over to Crypto Ballers. We've got NFTs telling you what to buy, what's good, what's trash. Um, you know, we're, we're going to make you some money too. So, you know, we're trying to do a lot of stuff here for you. So definitely as far as Bitcoin. And uh, who doesn't who doesn't like that? That's just reminding me I need to check my cryptos before I go to sleep tonight. Well, thank you for tuning into the great debate. Don't forget to follow us at on Twitter at Sleepawire Show. Chuck's a few dollars on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash sleepawire if you are so inclined. But if not, subscribe, rate, review in your favorite podcast platforms. Anything you can do helps. Tell a friend, tell an enemy. We don't mind. It's all the same. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Sheanso. That's S-H-E-A-H-A-N-S-O-L-O. And you can see all of the content from the great people, the great writers we have at Sleepawire. And I'll catch you next week in time for your ways. <laughs>